0: Hallelujah, hallelujah, thank you Jesus, glory to God, it is another Wednesday, and um, again we thank and praise God, I see you guys coming on, and that is a blessing, you're coming on, you're muting, and we are going to get started right on time, Father right now in the name of Jesus, we just bless your name, we honor you for being such an awesome God, We bow our heads, we close our eyes. Some folks are kneeling. Some folks have their hands lifted up. Somebody may just be laying stretched out on the floor. God, we just adore you. You are such an awesome God. Forgive us, O God, of our sins uh, of omission and commission. Father, thank you, and we praise you for uh, being a part of our lives. We thank you for the awesome sacrifice of your son, Jesus. Father, as you wash and cleanse us of everything that is unlike you, we pray, oh God, that you will give us more of your spirit. Open up our understanding, oh God, of your word, and cause us, oh God, to walk in obedience to your word by the power of your Holy Spirit. Teach us, oh God, tonight by your spirit. In the name of Jesus, have your way. Have your way. Let the teacher teach, and let the listener not only hear, but receive the engraft word of God. We bless your name, O oh God, for what you're going to do tonight. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I pray that you are ready for um, your Bible study. And um, we're going to dig into the next um, seven, which we, which we're going to touch on a little bit of, of last week's uh, James chapter James chapter 4, and we're going to touch on that just a little bit, and then we're going to move into the next seven days is how we're um, going about the Bible study for this season. Um, James chapter 4, and we're looking at 7 through 10, James chapter 4, 7 through 10. And, again, I just want to reiterate that this is a choice, folks. This is a choice that you submit to God, that you submit to God. Uh, In the Message Bible translation, it says, so let God work his will in you. Now, again, I hope you're going along with me. If you're taking notes, then maybe you can write the note that it was in the Message Bible. I don't know if you have your computer open in front of you or using your phone. But, um, again, this is not pastor making up scripture or translation. These are translations that's already out there. And, and again, it reiterates. When it says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee to, flee from you. If you look at it in the Message Bible translation. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And it says, so let God work his will in you. Yield a loud no to the devil and watch him scamper. But again, it's for the believer to saturate yourself with God, let your will be done. And and I'm not talking just talking. I'm not talking just understanding the words. But I'm saying letting this be a part of your mental makeup, letting this be a part of your heart, knowing that God knows. If, if you don't get it, let me tell you something. Life is going to be tough for you, but you've got to get this. You've got to, you've got to let it sink deep into the the character of who you are, into the fabric of your very being, that God let your will be done. Watch this. It says in verse number 8, draw nigh to God. He will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble. Now, again, you know we went there in uh, the beginning uh, when, it, when, when, when we opened up the 40 days of, of prayer and know that we're still on that journey. When you look at James chapter 4, verse 7 through 10, that's day number 8. That's day number 8, September the 30th, day number 8. And tonight we're going through 8 through 15. It really would be 9 through 15, but I jumped back and I wanted to touch on submitting and humbling yourselves. And tonight, again, we're going to talk the, the, the depth. Because, see, when we think humble, um, sometimes my dog, when when uh, he knows that I went over to the area where he's, uh has his training pads, and this is where if he has to go to the bathroom and nobody is here, he has a little pad. Well, if I go into that area and he knows I'm over there, as soon as I come to him, he flips over on his back and holds his paws in like a begging position in front of him, really close to his body, but he's on his back. It's a very humble position. However, when it comes to God, when it says humble yourselves before God, God is not looking for us to be in a physical position in our physical body. God is looking for us to be in a mental, good God Almighty, a a mental condition, a mental position a mental mindset when it comes to us being ready or in a humbled position. When we started, <clears throat> one of the scriptures when we first started was, and I'm, and I'm looking through my notes. Oh, I know why, because I'm on the wrong page. Okay, and I thought I had it. Just give me two seconds. I know it's here. Okay, well, at least it's in my mind. Uh, I thought it was in my notes, but it's um, where it says humble yourselves. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. And I know, well, you know what? Spontaneously, I just grabbed, I was grabbing for that. But um, we're going to keep it moving. You guys know where it's at. Second Chronicles. There it is. There it is. Second Chronicles 7.14. Second Chronicles 7.14. And what we actually did, it was it was day it was day number one, day number one. So Second Chronicles seven fourteen, and I just wanted to make sure that it was in the notes for what we were studying because I wanted to bring it up. But it's also when it comes to our mindset, that humbling experience is a mindset. It's not a physical. And sometimes people, um, you know, we go into our acting career and we want to look humble. We wanna talk humble. It's literally a mindset that literally you know. See, you can look very arrogant, but have a humble mindset. And see, that's why the Bible clearly says God does not look on the outward appearance. Because the outward appearance would fool many people. But when it comes to their heart, God knows that for to keep people off of them, they may have an arrogant or or mean demeanor, but when it comes to their heart, their, the position of their heart, and that's their deep thoughts, guess what? Very humble, very humble before God, all right? So that was James chapter 4, verse 7 to 10, and again, we're just touching, we're just touching on these. I want to look at it real quick in the Amplified. Listen to what the Amplified says. So submit to the authority of God. Resist the devil, stand firm against him, stand firm. See, it says resist the devil and he will flee. And amplifies. it says resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. All right? Message Bible translation, I think we read that one. So let God work his will in you. And we read that one. That was the Message Bible translation. Let's look at Psalms. You know it's my favorite. One of my favorites. Let's look at Psalms, and we're going to look at chapter one, one through three. <clears throat> and I'm pulling these up in the Bible Gateway. So, um, so those are the um, mostly. I'm using the Amplified and the Good News, the Good News Translation. All right, Psalms number one. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. His delight is in the law of the Lord. In his law does he meditate day and night. Now, again, I want to look at the Good News translation. If you look at verse number two, it says, instead, they find joy in obeying the law of the Lord. Now, Understand folks, many times what the Bible asks us to do in the natural is going to cause conflict. Can I get an amen? It's going to get it's going to cause a conflict with the individual. When it starts talking about loving folks that are unlovable, when it comes to taking care of folks that they're not a part of your family, you don't know them doing to doing for strangers, for many folks, it's gonna find conflict with their character. Check me out. Listen to what it says. Again, in the verse, in the uh, verses before, we talked about being obedient. Here in Psalms number one, verses one through three, watch what it says. And we're looking at the Good News Translation. All right, verse number two. Instead, they find joy in what? Obeying the law. This is Listen, it's about me pleasing God. It's about my relationship with him. Now, oftentimes what mess a lot of folks up is my will be done. <clears throat> Understand that when you're honest with yourself, no, what I'm trying to do is orchestrate, create, uh, conjure up my own idea. This is what I want. This is what I want for me. This is what I desire. And when you're honest, guess what? You can better deal with God. When you're not honest, it's going to be difficult for you to deal with God. Why? Because you haven't opened up yourself to to admit that, guess what? I don't want God's will to be done. This is about what I want. I'm trying to be happy. I want this. I want more than what I have. I I'm not going to go into any examples. You know what you want. All right? So that's Psalms uh, 1, 1 through 3, and, and I'm going to continue to read uh, verse number 2 in the, what is this, Amplified. Amplified, it says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law, his precepts, his teachings, he, he habitually meditates day and night. Habitually, this is a habit that you meditate. Listen, uh, uh, I'm I'm a witness. You can wake up in the middle of the night and guess what? If you can't get back to sleep, you start going over scriptures. You start. What I love to do is I start walking through the tabernacle prayer. Wake up at two o'clock in the morning. 3 o'clock in the morning, if it's not time for you to get up and go into your meditation, then guess what? And you know you've got a couple of more hours of sleep, then you start to meditate. And this is, my desire is, more, watch this, more of him, less of me. I need you, Lord. It, 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 the, the scripture that comes to mind, uh, uh, speaking to yourself, songs, hymns, and spiritual songs. Okay, so that was day number day number nine. That was October the 1st, all right? Good news translation, we already went over it. Let's keep it moving. Thank you, Lord. Now, this next one, day number 10. Now, understand when we are praying and we're going through our daily prayer for these 40 days, The scripture is there for a support. The scripture is there, watch this, for uh, soul-searching, soul-cleansing, soul-acknowledgement. Deep down inside, you can grab the scripture, whether you look at it, read it, uh, ponder for a few seconds, ponder throughout the day as the Lord brings it back to your remembrance. It helps to guide you. Maybe if you've gotten off track, that's what the scripture is there for. And, again, if you wake up in the middle of the night, sometimes I may wake up, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Guess what? You know what comes to mind? Hey, post that next scripture. Read it. What What is it saying? Okay, now I'm going to bed, and understand, folks, I don't know about you, go to bed with With uh, something on your mind, thank you, Holy Ghost, (laughs) something on your mind or nothing on your mind sometimes can be dangerous, sometimes can be detrimental. Why? Because you left your mind wide open for whatever comes to my mind, let it come to my mind. And you've got to get into a place where, guess what? I'm putting something, this is what the scripture says, meditate on it day and night. Verse number three, it says, and he will be like a tree, I'm reading in the Amplified, firmly planted and fed by streams of water which yields its fruit in its seasons, its leaves does not wither and whatever he does he prospers and comes to maturity and look this is what god is looking to do with us that you are never to be stagnant uh, again with with doing lawn care lawn landscaping whatever you want to call it i'm running into a bunch of stuff trees that have no root trees that um, have deep, deep roots. I'm talking thick roots, weeds that when you try to pull them up so you can get rid of them out of the yard, they are very, very weak right at the level, thank you, Jesus, right at the level where the, the weed comes out of the ground and then it blossoms. Now, it looks like it's strong, but when you grab it and pull it breaks right there at the ground. You're not going to pull the roots up. As believers, this is how we've got. If the enemy comes at me and something happens in my life, yes, it may look on the, thank you, Jesus, it may look on the surface as if I'm going down. But you've got to understand, I am rooted and grounded in God. I am rooted and grounded in In the word of God, I'm coming back. I'm going to bounce back from this. This is not going to take me under. Amen? Amen. All right? Now, that is, uh, can I do page up? Okay. Oh, it should have been home. That's what I wanted. Okay, home. All right. So we did Psalm 1, 1 through 3. Day number 10 is Isaiah 1. Okay, Isaiah, and we're going to look at chapter 1, and let's look at 16 to 20, 16 to 20. Now, all we're doing is just reiterating what we've done this week, and then learning, if this is your first night on the call, learn, this is what, every day is not just to say, okay, there's a scripture to understand the scripture is there for guidance, guidance. The scripture is there as a bumper. And I'm saying a bumper, if you've ever been to the bowling alley and they put those big old balloon tubes in the gutter to make sure that, especially when an inexperienced bowler or a child, which is an inexperienced bowler bowler most of the time, When they roll the ball, it's not going to go in the gutter. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for that example. It's not. Did you hear it? I don't know about you. I heard it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It's not going to go in the gutter. The scripture is there to keep you from going in the gutter. For taking a portion of, good God Almighty, thank you, Lord. For taking a portion of your day and saying, guess what? I'm thinking on these things. I'm meditating on these things. That's what the scripture is there. Isaiah chapter 1, 16 to 21, listen to this. Wash wash you, make you clean, put away the evil of your doing from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment, relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless fatherless plead for the widows. Come now. This way I want to focus. Come now. Let us reason together, saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. And prayerfully, you have seen this thing throughout this week that again taking that internal look and knowing your position, when it comes to you being humble. <clears throat> You have to admit, guess what? I'm unclean. I'm not obedient. I'm not as obedient as I want to be. I'm not as obedient as I should be. And when you are arrogant, when you are naive, when you are just in denial, thank you, Holy Ghost, when you are in denial, let me tell you something. You got it all together And you don't know why this is happening to you, because you are so good. No, no, no. Listen. Cleanse me, O God. Wash me. Yes, my sins as scarlet, make them white as snow. Though they be red as crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye be willing and, what? Obedient. Ye shall eat the good of the land. But if ye refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Understand, God is doing something with his people at all times. He is developing you. The scripture that comes to my mind over and over and over again, and you can let the Holy Spirit deal with it in your mind when God comes in the garden and he says, Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? And at this point, you can ask yourself, where are you? When it comes to you and your relationship with God, where are you? Thank you, Holy Ghost. Where are you? In your relationship with God, and 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 primarily when you understand where Adam was in disobedience in sin, I don't know. This would be a whole nother scenario if Adam could have said, "Father, I have sinned and disobeyed you." I don't know. It it, it may would have been a whole nother scenario. No, the woman you gave me begal. The, got beguiled by the, the enemy or, you know, you know the scenario. Um, uh, the, the, is that woman you gave me. And then he says, what did Eve do? And the serpent beguiled, beguiled her. And, and the, Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. If it's daily, then guess what? Daily, I'm confessing. Again, I bring it up. The tabernacle prayer. What about the tabernacle prayer? You've got to go to that labor basin every day. Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. All right. Now, watch this. So, that was. Da, da, da. We did Isaiah 1 16 through 20. It's about obedience. All right. Now, these next two, this is day 11, Romans chapter 8. And, again, I don't know if you've developed it. I just want to drop it in your hearing. When it comes to the Bible and this meditation thing, you, you, you really, you really, I believe, you should have scriptures. Is and, and co-pastor talked about it on Sunday, these go-to scriptures. She talked about... Um, I wrote it down, a word for for your struggle, a word for your struggle. You need to have scriptures that you go to that support you. You need to have scriptures that when you read them, it encourages you. I trust in the Lord with all my heart. I trust in the Lord. That's why, again, the light bulb comes on. Revelation takes place. And you start to understand, Lord, I want what you want more than I want what I want because what I want may just wind me up in hell. Or it may wind me up in an area where you've got to discipline me because I'm walking in disobedience to your word. Lord, I would rather have what you want. No, whatever it is, over mama and daddy, over sister and brother, over wifey, your hubby, over your children, guess what? I would rather have what you would have for me to have. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Romans chapter 8, 31, okay? And I'm putting chapter 31, 8, 31, and we're looking at 31 and 32. Okay? It says, what should I say then? to these things. If God be for us, who can, one of the scriptures that again you embed into your mind, Romans 8.31. Oh yeah, you know 8.28. All things going to work together for good. But what about 8.31? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, Hallelujah, God. You watch God. Bible study. All right? Now, watch this. If God be for us, who can be against us? Including you. He that, watch this, spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all how shall he not with him also freely give us what? All things. Now, if you're going to meditate, you may just say Romans 8.31, but I would say 31 and 32 because, again, everything you need, everything you need, God has provided. Spiritually, he has provided. Physically. Physically he has provided. Why? Because the needs of one individual, you say, well, the needs of this person, how come they get a penthouse and all this money in the bank and two and three cars and and, and, and all of this uh, um, recognition and authority, <clears throat> and then all I get is this little bit that I have. Guess what? When it comes to your particular needs, they are different than everybody else's. And if you get into this mindset of keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Johnsons, keeping up with the Williams or the Wilsons, then you're going to be, listen, frustrated to the heel. Personal, watch this, your personal, it's good to have Your personal best. If you're trying, I'm trying to make do my personal best in the Lord. What is the What does the scripture say here? Romans eight thirty one and thirty two. Looking at it in the Amplified. Looking at verse number thirty two. No, I'm I'm gonna read both. It says, What then? Shall we say to all these things, if God is for us, who can be, watch this, successful against us? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got the enemy that's going to come. You've got people in the flesh that's going to come, but they won't be successful. It will not be accomplished. He who did not spare even his own son, but gave him up. For us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Surely give us everything else. It, watch this. I have the confidence when you're in God that if I don't get it down here, I'll get it when I get to heaven. No, no, no. It may not appear that I have all this grandeur. Listen, everything that's owed to me, I is coming. my the God I serve will not let me go lacking He will not let me go lacking. All right so you've got to know that. now watch this that was day 11. Day 12. Day 12, Matthew. It's word after word after word. I don't know if this is something that you do on a regular basis. 31 to 34. Where for that day, listen, that you have a scripture. I got folks that's asking me, where is the scripture? They must have a, a, a notification. Because as soon as I post, I think it was Sister Sharon. I posted the wrong day. Uh, What day was it? I think it was day 10. And I posted it as day 20. Boy, she hit me quick. Pastor, that's day 20. It's supposed to be day 10. And I was able to take it down and put it back up real quick. But that's what we do. You've got to, again, I'm looking for my scripture where is the scripture? Here's the scripture. You meditate on that scripture. This is what, watch, this is what the Bible says Matthew chapter 31 through 34. It says, Therefore, take no thought saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? And, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles see, for your heavenly Father knows, knoweth that ye have need of all these things. He's trying to get you to, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I hope y'all hear it. Thy will be done, obedience, righteousness, wrapped up in faith. Seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things are going to be added to you. And if he says all these things are going to be added to you, even, watch this, the desires of your heart, I'm looking for this and I'm looking for that. Understand, folks, if God said you're going to get it, you're going to get it, and you've got to learn to be confident. If I don't get it here, I'm not worried. The God I serve is going to take to take care of me even after this earth, after this life, after this journey down here is over. Guess what? Adam, where are you? He's got a home in glory not made by hand. You've got a home in glory not made by hand. And your confidence, listen, this scripture right here, we spend a whole lot of time, and on day number 12, on day number 12, Matthew chapter 31 to 34, guess what? It says here, don't think about what you're going to eat. Some folks, that's all day long. Right after uh, breakfast, they thinking about lunch. Right after lunch, they thinking about dinner. Right after dinner, they thinking about um, uh, breakfast tomorrow. All right, don't worry about this thing. The folks of the world is supposed to be a difference between you and the people of the world. Put first and pri- as a priority, what the things of God and and again as a bumper to keep you from going in the gutter thank you Holy Ghost this is where it brings your mind back in here I go again here I go going down that road thinking about this no 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 it says seek God Think, seek about his righteousness alright take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for the morrow shall take thought of the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. What does it say in the Good News, the Good News translation? Verse number 34. So do not worry about tomorrow. It will have enough worries of its own. There is no need to add to the troubles of each, the troubles each day brings. So does it tell you right there, you're going to run into some stuff that's there to fashion you? See, again, you're looking at it, it's there to frustrate me. It's there to bring me down. It's there to give me a headache. It's there to stress me out. It's there to to, to complicate my life. No, no, no. You better understand it is there as a tool to fashion you to an area of maturity in your spirit, man. It is there as a tool to fashion you in your spirit. So this journey is not about you and your husband. It's not about you and your wife, not you and your kids. Everything is wrapped up in your kids. My kids this, my kids that, my kids this. No, this is a journey, you and God, and God is using your kids, your husband, your wife, the life, your job, the grass, the fence, the car, the, the air condition, everything to fashion your spirit so you are walking with him and learning to live. Don't worry about that stuff. Seek God and his right, righteousness. Watch this. Uh This is the Living Bible translation of verse verse number 34. So don't be anxious about tomorrow. Nope, that's not the one I want. Here it is. Portion of verse 32. But your heavenly Father already knows perfectly, perfectly well that you need these things, that you need them. Verse number 33. And he will give them to you if you give him first, first place. Wow. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hold on two seconds. Okay. Now, watch this. If, and he will give them to you if you give him first place in your life. Come on. Come on. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just not the teacher. I'm not the preacher. The one that, that is to, to break open this particular revelation. Um, uh, it's not about them. Give him first place. When you start to line everybody else up. God, then my wife. God, then my children. God, then that job. God, then this world and, and, and the troubles and the challenges that it brings. When you seek God first and he, listen, when you know it in your heart, your deep thoughts, God is first. God, what is happening right here? Lord, what in the world? And you really know that, guess what? God is first. Help me, Holy Ghost. I'm falling behind. All right? And I'm not... No, no, no. I don't need to skip. All right. Now, let's look at Isaiah 6, 5 to 7. I got to pick it up just a little bit because I need to spend some time. I want to spend some time in Psalm 81. Isaiah, right? And I said 6, and we're looking at 5 dash 7. Oh my goodness, I said Isaiah 65. <laughs> Isaiah 6, 5 through 7. Okay, here we go. Then I said, Woe, woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. Now, again, here. Over and over again, when I go back to Second Chronicles chapter seven, humbling yourselves when you see what we've read throughout these lessons, these particular scriptures, it is an acknowledgment: I am undone. I have unclean lips. I am. Am I? Here I am. I'm back in the King James, and I dwell. Thank you, Holy Ghost, in the midst. Of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of Hosts, and that's one of the names when I start worshiping Him uh, by His name. It's a Lord of Hosts, Sabwa. I think it's Sabwa, the Lord of Hosts. God has so much available at His beck and call. To help us. You got to know it. And you got to call him. Call on him. He's the Lord of hosts. Hold on. Watch this. Here it is. Uh, 6. six five. Hold on. I'm, I'm going over to the Bible hub. Isaiah 6 colon 5. They call him the Lord Almighty. Lord Almighty, Lord Almighty, and I know one of these translations, the Lord of Hosts, the Lord of Hosts, Jehovah, Jehovah of Hosts, Yahweh, Yahweh armies, what? Okay, I didn't see one, okay, hold on. I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna try it real quick. And I'm going Isaiah six and five, did I say? Yes. Okay. And da, 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 Jehovah, Lord of the armies, Jehovah of the Army, Yahweh of hosts. Okay. I stand corrected in my mind. I never said it, but I thought that one of the translations would have broken it down. Okay. All right. I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm not giving up. Give me this last, this last chance, two seconds, Lord of names oh lord of hosts here we go all right all right i got to keep it moving I was looking for a quick answer. There it is. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Right as I was getting ready to give up. First, uh, all right, now it used, it used, now I knew it was Lord of Hosts. Uh, it says Jehovah Sabaoth, S-A-B-A-O-T-H, the Lord of Hosts. Now, in the scripture reference, it referenced another scripture, but the Lord of Hosts. And, again, what I'm doing is challenging my mind because sometimes I'll call him the Lord of hosts. Now, that's very meaningful to me. Why? Because when it feels like you're overwhelmed and, and you don't have the support that you need, you don't have the help, the undergirding, the underpinning to fight this battle, you've got to call on a God that you know, good God Almighty, that he has resources. And that's why I did not want to let it go. Jehovah Sabaoth, Jehovah, that is the Lord of hosts. It's got to mean something to you. It's got to, it's got to move, watch this, it's got to move you to your, in your emotions. That, no, I'm calling on my help. He is Jehovah Sabaoth. And I call him because right now I feel defeated. Right now I feel depleted. I need his help. I need those resources that he has. And you better understand, like Jesus said, that if I wanted to, I could call on legions of angels. And, and, and again, I'm not like... I try to be like Jesus Jesus in character and walk out those things. I call on God to send those resources to fight on our behalf. So when I get to the point where I'm praying for the body of Christ at Mount Enan, I'm praying for family and friends. I'm calling on the resources, watch this, of Jehovah of Sabaoth. All right, get back to the lesson. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah, and that's where I get where it says, "Guess what? Whoa! I'm unclean, but I'm calling on the God, the Lord of Hosts." Then flew one of the uh, seraphims. Thank you, Holy Ghost, unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken from the tongues of the uh, from the altar or with the tongues from the altar, he laid it upon my mouth. The only reason that I'm able to speak what I'm speaking, why? Because I've been cleansed, watch this, by the hand of God. In this particular uh, scripture, it says, laid it on my mouth and said, said, Lo, this has touched thy lips, and thy iniquity is taken away. And thy sins, what? Purged. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Isaiah 6, here we go. All right? So remember, you can call on Jehovah, Sabath, S-A-B-A-O-T-H. Good God Almighty. The Lord of hosts. Ooh, and, and you got to have your, what, 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 what identifies with you? What sparks you and gets you charged? The, the Lord, I'll never forget it. Uh, um, we had Bible study one time. Something happened at the church, um, and we wound up having Bible study here at the house. And we read a scripture, and it ran through me like lightning when we hit the Lord of hosts. Who shall ascend, good God Almighty, who shall ascend unto the hills of the Lord? And it said the Lord of, in that particular scripture, the Lord of hosts. And it says from that day, boom, know that the resources that your God has. Help me, God, to keep it moving. All right? That was Isaiah 6. Five through seven, that was day number 13. Day number 14, again, another familiar scripture. And uh, I want to stay here for just a little bit. Oh, I want to try this. Home. That's what it is. Just hit my little home button. Psalm 51, 1 through 12. Very familiar scripture. But my main thing is this first verse where it says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the tender mercy, uh, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercy. Blot out what? My transgressions. Wash what? Me. From what? Mine iniquity. Cleanse what? Me. From my sins. For who? I acknowledge what? my transgressions, and what? My sins are ever before me. Good God Almighty. Woo. Lord, I know I'm not all that. And the only reason I am what I am is because cleanse me, oh God. Have mercy because I understand I don't deserve what I'm getting. I only got it because of your mercy. Come on, somebody. I don't know. Do we got a singer on the line? Your grace and mercy. Oh my goodness. Brought me through. I'm living each moment. Is it each moment? Because of you. This this is why it says Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And where you take time out and you make Serenade. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Your God. It's your grace and mercy, God. I'll never forget it. I was doing rideshare, and a lady got in. That was her song. She didn't realize that I had Apple Music, and I could pull it up real, real quick on my phone. So as we were riding, that was her song, and she sings it in the choir, uh, in in her church. And I pulled it up on Apple Music and started playing it through the radio. Oh my goodness! If that song did not touch her, she loved that song, and she got to singing. Her little voice got to tremble. She was an older lady. Sure, her voice got to trembling, and that was her part. And then particularly the the um, the chorus, she just would say, "Your grace and mercy." Oh, she loved that song. We got to know it. Then, guess what? It's because of your mercy, O oh God. Don't go before God arrogant. Don't go before God like you are know it all. You go asking for mercy. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shaped in iniquity, and incended. my mother conceived me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden parts thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Help me, God. That's verse number six. Look at verse number six in the Good News Translation. Sincerity and truth are what you require. Fill my mind with your wisdom. Before you start doing what you do, hmm, fill my mind, God. Fill my mind with your wisdom. Let your words be what I record. Let your word. watch this, let your words be what I repeat. Let your words forever be in my mouth. Let your words be what I record. Let your words be what I repeat. Let your words forever be in my mind, forever be in my mouth. All right? What is that? Psalms 51. Psalms 51. I have sinned. I messed up. I messed up. And y'all know Psalms 51 is when David when David had slept with Bathsheba and he had to go back before the Lord and before the Lord and he started crying out to God, "Lord, have mercy on me. Excuse me. I know right from wrong. I know what I'm supposed to be doing." All right? Now, last one, day number 15. That takes us up to today. And what was that? Psalm. And we're going to look at, thank you, Holy Ghost. He will just calm you down. Woo. Oh, my God. Just put it in his hands. Watch this. Here, O my people, and I will testify unto thee, O Israel, if thou will hearken unto me, that's obedience, that is, that will be done. There shall, that is righteousness. There shall no strange God be in thee. That's King James, right? Verse number nine. Let there be no strange God among you. That's the amplified. Uh, good news translation. You must never worship another lowercase GOD folks let me tell you something I did a little bit of research just a little bit um, and, and I, I got excited and then I realized it was in alphabetical order I thought it was in numeric or, or the number the number of people who worship in that particular religion until so I looked at it and I realized they are in alphabetical order it had atheism agnosticism, agnosticism um, atheism slash agnosticism number one. And I said, because there's so many people who do not believe in God, who do not have a particular religion at all. But then I realized uh, that's A and it was, that's the order that was in. So then I pulled up a graph of the different religions. And the largest uh, number of people and this, in this particular one was Christians are the largest religious group on this particular website, and I don't know it's it just Google uh, images, and I pulled it up, and they said 2.3 billion, 2.3 billion Christians in the world, if in the world population. Thank you, Holy Ghost. In the world population, 2.3 billion Christians. Now, you understand this, folks. If you've got 2.3 sold-out, mature Christians, there is nothing in it. I'm talking without any other. Now, I'm not talking about the Bible stating that the, the kingdom of God must be preached all over the world. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the power of that is possessed by 2.3 billion Christians, death being sold out. Do you know the impact? I'm talking sold out.